0: I'm going, I'm going, I'm doing it right now. It's, it's
1: not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate, oh yeah.
0: Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news.
1: We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And hey, my name's Mike Royer. And Captain Marvel adds some familiar faces to its cast, Mike. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Deadpool's animated series gets leaked on? No, it no got leaked. It got leaked. That's what it was. <laughs> uh, uh-oh, Fox Marvel movies, Mike. <laughs> and more. Uh-oh. Yeah, uh-oh
1: indeed. Uh-oh is, ju- uh-oh is the best way to describe that news. Yeah, before.
0: I know. If, if I could work SpaghettiOs in there somehow. But I am i gotta wait for Fox to make the SpaghettiOs movie. Um,
1: yeah. The, the adaptation <laughs> the s- no, that's the Chef Boyardee cinematic universe that you're talking it, about. Exactly.
0: Man. So you got your SpaghettiOs and then uh, Raviolios is another one. Oh, my God.
1: Do. And then the the Beefaroni is like the all-knowing um, sage that has been around forever. No one really eats it, but everybody just jokes about it.
0: And, and, and the canned mac and cheese will never get its own movie. It'll always oh, just be – it'll be the Hawkeye that- of the, the game. Or the, or the
1: villain yeah. like you know, who is this crazy like don't you know you're better out of a no, box He's like no cans forever the
0: hamburger helper is the villain that's what you're oh, missing here
1: oh that's the real competition that's right, right. yeah oh i think we're just pitching sausage party right are we now. <laughs> are we are we
0: hungry is this what this is is this, yeah. this is, what, is it dinner time is that what we're thinking yeah
1: i don't know it's been a it's been a weird day for you specifically because we know everybody already knows that you're the mastermind behind <laughs> uh riling up all of our news here and it's been very difficult today not yeah. Because it's Easter, uh, but because it's April Fool's Day. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
0: Easter has no impact on what we're actually doing today, but it is April Fool's as well. And I mean, normally, like like we talked about earlier, if it's on a weekday, it happens during that weekday, and so you have one day you can't believe anything. When it falls yeah. on a weekend, I started seeing stuff on Friday, and I'm like, well, I can't believe the internet for a whole week now. So uh, the first thing, what the first thing I saw online from a company was a chocolate Whopper Burger King. Was making a chocolate <laughs> flame broiled chocolate whopper. And um, I was very concerned for a minute, but I, I've, I've seen some other things since it. Have you seen anything good that you thought was well,
1: awesome? So, usually, uh, yeah, like you were saying before, April Fool's is only really entertaining on the internet on a weekday because these blogs and these websites want to get the news cycle. And it's hard to do that on a Sunday, and it's even harder to do it on a Sunday when it's a holiday. So that's probably why you were seeing all that stuff earlier. Mm-hmm. But usually, the only thing that I usually run to is IGN because I just remember back in my child, in my childlike days, there was IGN always kind of went above and beyond to kind of actually produce really good April Fool stuff. So I'm on their website right now, and I'm not really seeing anything. The, uh, really, really jumping out at me. I don't know if just I don't know where to look because I never go. I think it's ijin.
0: Duck Dynasty video game rated for a ten over here on the bottom right.
1: Uh, okay, that maybe that's it. But I was kind of hoping for the, something a little bit bigger. Y- but maybe that is it. Yeah,
0: I mean, if you click on it, it takes you to the list of twenty eighteen best April Fools pranks and game pranks.
1: No, uh, and that's one thing that was kind of annoying too. I saw something funny on Reddit where there was kind of some joke AMAs going on. Like, someone was pretending to be James Cameron, and he said, oh, I only want to talk about Avatar. Let's <laughs> talk about how much money all these Avatar movies are going to watch. And I was just like, well, this is obviously April Fool's, and it's really, really funny. But then when you scroll down, the top comment is pinned by a moderator that says, hey, apri- ha- hey a- happy April Fool's Day. This is an April Fool's joke. Here's links to our other April Fool's AMAs. And it's just like, well, now you're you're ruining my shadow of uh, possible disbelief. Uh, so, uh, they need to fix that. Yeah. You got a, the whole point of an April Fool's joke is even if it's totally fake, you just have to you have to just live in it for a whole day. You just have to pretend that it's fake, no matter what. So, that that's the mm-hmm. that's my uh, that's my judgment on April Fool's so far.
0: Well, I really enjoy actually. Um, as you know, I'm a Pokemon Go player, and mm-hmm. um, I think I might have even sent you screenshots. They reverted all those sprites to eight bit style. Yes. So, if you've played awesome. the original games, you can glance at them like, "Oh, I know exactly what Pokemon that is." Uh, so it's been really cool because they're going to leave that up for like a week, I think, up through the seventh of this month. So yeah, um, this is really cool to see. It's a nostalgic feeling. Um, I, again, we talked Hopefully, they leave it on as a toggle later, but I mean, I, I doubt it. Who kn- who knows? Yeah,
1: I think it'd be a great way for like a bandwidth saving features because I I don't know if you guys know this, but if you're on like limited bandwidth on your cell phone and you're like on Instagram a lot like I am, go into the settings and then there's like a use less data toggle. So <laughs> Pokemon Go should use that because I remember back when I played the game, a big thing, a game of it all in itself was battery management. So that'd probably be a good way to manage your battery too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I couldn't tell you anything on the back end of it, but I, it has definitely been one of my best uh, quote unquote April Fool's jokes. That has <laughs> actually been really cool, so...
1: Cool, awesome, man. Yeah,
0: I don't know about that, but also, I mean, it's Easter, so I had had dinner with my family, so I was out of town, so we're recording this a little later, um, but you, you've, you've been watching some TV this weekend, it sounds like,
1: just this week? Yeah, I've been jumping back into the Star Wars Clone Wars micro-series, so this is a series that I don't want to say is necessarily um, overshadow or niche or anything, but you know it's it's kind of hard to remember it uh, just because right after it, a couple of years after there was the much more well known um, Clone Wars like CG animated series. Mm-hmm. And then after that, correct correct me if I'm wrong, didn't Star Wars rebels kind of start off the back of Star Wars Clone Wars? Yeah,
0: they continue with some of the character some of the characters um, transferred over to that but with the time jump, yes.
1: Yeah, so before Star Wars went into the whole like um, computer-generated uh, shows, uh, Gen- Gengi Tartakovsky, I believe I'm saving his name right, the guy who created Samurai Jack, and he's also currently works on the Hotel Transylvania movies, uh, he made his own version of the Star Wars Clone Wars um, 2D animated uh, series. And I believe, I don't know if it was Adult Swim or Cartoon Network, I can't remember off the top of my head, but this was like a micro-series. I, I, I very speci- specifically remember watching this when I was a kid. Um that like at the top of the hour, like maybe like eight or nine o'clock at night, you would get like a two or three minute episode of this of these uh Clone Wars like sagas, these little stories, these little isolated things. And it's even more confusing because I don't remember all of it, but I found it on, basically I found it on YouTube. Someone just took all of them and compiled them all into like this two and a half hour thing and just threw it on YouTube. And since it's kind of old and obscure, like no one's really trying to take it down. So you can just go out there and Google it and you'll find it. So I've been watching that and man, it is just so good. Like for a cartoon show that's aimed towards kids, there's so much subtlety and time and patience put into the the storytelling. And like, just like some of the best Samurai Jacks, Episodes. There's like little to no dialogue. It's just all action and sound effects. It's just really, really great. And um, one of my favorite uh, episodes is the one where Mace Windu like single-handedly takes on an entire like battalion of um, of droids, mm-hmm. and he's just decimating them. He's using the Force to just like push them all over. He jumps into this like giant terrestrial like spaceship that like has this giant like plunger smasher on it. He jumps inside of it and just destroys it. And it's like a good and bad thing because I don't know if this is technically canon in the Star Wars it, it, universe or it, not. It,
0: it is. It was one of those things that was wiped clean. I think when uh, the the actual CG Clone Wars came along, but yes. it's but it's called like legend, so they could still technically pull from it if they wanted to. Yeah, they, they didn't. But the yeah.
1: But the unintended consequences of me seeing Mace Windu, a single handed Jedi, taking on a whole battalion, was when I went and saw the Last Jedi in theaters when Luke was on crate face to face with that whole army that's what made me think that if he actually was there his whole body was there i was like luke could stand a chance to fight them all and even before i would let anybody jump on the argument that luke is older i looked up how old mace windu was during the clone wars and how old luke skywalker was supposed to be during the last jedi and they're like the same freaking age so if that was indeed still canon i would use that as an argument but you know that's all long and gone uh to make a long story even a little bit longer i'll add on to it by saying i have not rewatched the last jedi yet i need to just to see how it sits the second time but i'll i gotta get around to it eventually yeah
0: i, I was gonna buy it this week but i mean everything's kind of gotten out of control It's is a spring season man everything everything's getting warmer so i agree i need to i need to pick that up but if if i remember correctly was the mace windu episode there was like hardly any dialogue at all right it's pretty much just oh sound and music and he doesn't say hardly a word
1: Oh yeah, that's almost like um that's almost like a staple of of Gengi Tartakovsky is he he knows subtlety and he knows how to like make a kid show without alienating the audience with dialogue. Because usually like that's what you gotta do to like keep kids entertained. You gotta explain things very uh very thoroughly and very to the point and very matter of fact and he's just like no we're just gonna have a bunch of lasers and fighting everywhere and they're gonna love it and it works so um yeah go out there on youtube and search uh star wars clone wars uh this was 2003 so you're kind of want to look for that moniker but you'll know it when you see it because it's flat 2d animated
0: yeah i mean so i actually own we own me and my brother own the dvds of those after they came out so we were we were Uh big fans um, and, and, and Tartakovsky's work actually goes back to shows I used to really enjoy was, uh, you ever see Two Stupid Dogs? Um, oh yeah. He did, he, he was director of Two Stupid Dogs, Dexter's Laboratory, Cow and Chicken, Powerpuff Girls. I mean, he's worked on those classic late nineties, um, was it, was it Cartoon Cartoon things on the Cartoon Network where well, they, they uh-huh. kicked off a bunch of shows, so, uh, I, I his work is, is impeccable, and and The Clone Wars is, is a great show, whether it sits there or not. I also like that season two, or volume two, not season two, volume two, they're longer episodes, but it also, these shows kind of bridge what happens after episode two and before episode three. And I, have you finished up on it? Have you, have you? Uh,
1: no, not yet. I just started diving into it, but that's another thing. That's like another mystique to the 2d clone wars. It's, it's kind of confusing cause it started off very, very short, almost like just a side project. Like, um, like Lucas reached out to Cartoon Network or maybe it happened the other way and they're just like, Hey, you know, we just want to make some little star Wars cartoons, you know, just to kind of capture the hype of mm-hmm. like all of these new star Wars movies. And just like, yeah, let's do it. And then it kind of took off and they're like, Oh, people are really liking this. We should make more and make them longer and expand on them and then it's just like well what world am I living in now (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. yeah there's a lot yeah they change very quickly but I really there's there's a, a part when you get to volume two um that that that's just that actually explains a lot going on in the um i believe it was it the uh i forget what episode three is called revenge of the sith so uh when you get done hit me back up and i, and I want to talk to you about that i think it's a really cool scene they added in there so
1: yeah let's let's do it uh, And i think this is the first time i ever saw a jedi temple also was in this animated series
0: yeah I, yeah i think uh well i mean other than the one in the um, prequel movies uh they, they had them there on coruscant but other than that one yes i agree mm-hmm. Um, but that, that sounds really cool. I'm glad you're getting back into that. Uh, have you watched the CG one at all just before we, we jump off of it?
1: Uh, only like a couple minutes. I haven't really seen much of it, no. Okay.
0: I, really, I It starts off because the, the whole premise of that was for children, and then they're like, children aren't watching this, adults are watching this, and that thing gets real, real fast. <laughs> it's That's re, a really good show. It's one of the Let's few spice shows. Spice up
1: these scripts. <laughs> yeah,
0: It's one of the few shows in college I would tune in every, because it was a Friday night show, I would tune in every Friday to watch that. Uh, in college and, and what are you what are people normally doing on friday in college going out uh, and doing stuff not watching cartoons not <laughs> watching star wars cartoons so that that unless you unless you're us yeah we're, we're pretty we're pretty lame uh something not lame my i've got i've got to brag on my wife a little bit uh she she did a run this weekend she does she runs marathons and she did one out of mm-hmm. town with her friend in a town that has a disney store and at this disney store she picked me up the avengers infinity war crew production hat
1: that they have there. oh cool
0: so the front is the Gola a with for avengers it says infinity war the back has an embroidered infinity gauntlet with the the gems colored and on the side it says 10 years of of marvel and it's the hats that were given out to all the crew members um, oh that's awesome for for the infinity war movie so uh i was very worried because i have a very large head and a lot of hats don't (laughs) fit me this one yeah. did fit me right out of the box and Hell yeah. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is a sigh of relief because this hat is awesome." <laughs> so, um I I do get to wear that this weekend because this weekend is also C2E2, Mike. Uh so we might be recording a little later next Saturday, but I'm going to be or Sunday, but I'm going to be bringing back some news from C2E2 directly.
1: Ooh, that's what I like to hear, man. That
0: is this is my it's my Mecca. We're going up Thursday. We're spending as much time as we can there because I need to to take a little vacation and and It's that,
1: that it's it's that time of the year again you're going to c2e2 and i just got my uh hotel registration information for comic-con coming up in july so we are going full steam ahead into uh superhero season i would say with cons coming up and also uh avengers infinity war right on the cusp deadpool it's gonna be crazy man yeah exactly
0: and um that, that kind of brings up to our last point here we talked about this every week i think for the past month now and this is no joke mike our marvel march madness bracket is down to the final two ooh, and can't i mean you know what's the final two are are you surprised it's come down between guardians of the galaxy and captain america civil war are you surprised at this at all
1: I mean, I'm surprised Guardians made it as far as it did, just because it's kind of a... um, I guess it is a team-up movie, but it's not really connected to the Avengers at all. And I would say when people think MCU, they think Captain America, Iron Man, and the Guardians have yet to kind of make it to Earth. So it's kind of cool to see that they're kind of sporting that East, that division of the bracket. But between these two... I don't know. I think I got to lean Civil War just because uh, I think they had a little bit more of a complex villain in Civil War, even though the villain almost took a backseat to the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy just kind of had Ronan, and actually, we're going to be talking about Ronan a little bit later, yeah. interesting enough in the news. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I would lean Civil War. I, I would lean Civil
0: War. I mean, nothing. there's nothing wrong. Guardians of the Galaxy was like the first date I, took, I went on with my wife, so... Even with that in its stack, Civil War gave us the MCU Spider-Man and Black Panther in the same movie. Like, how can you not love that? Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, it, it may not be the Civil War from the comic books, but that airplane, airport scene is still phenomenal to watch, no matter when mm-hmm. you just want to put that on it and go at it. Because it's great to see everybody use their powers together and, and go at it. So, I agree with you. I think Civil War is the top one here. And it actually... Um, out of all the votes total, uh, Civil War has the most, but Black Panther had the second most but lost in the last round. So um, Black Panther was almost in there. So that would have been a tough choice just as well.
1: Sorry, right. I think it's made enough money. I think it can cry into its pile of cash. Yeah, I think it was <laughs>
0: this weekend or last weekend was the first weekend it wasn't number one. After like five weeks, I'm like, well, that's... That's a record, so we'll take it. We'll take
1: it. Yes. So go vote, people. Go vote. Yeah, that's
0: right. Superheroesuite.com slash vote. No signups required. You just got to click on the one you want. It's that easy. Share it with a buddy. Share it with a friend. Be a super fan slash super voter. It's primary season. We got to get on that. <laughs> uh, but speaking of team-up movies, speaking of Avengers, I've got some old news for some old Avengers, Mike. We got the new one coming up around the corner. But the Avengers 1 movie had an original writer and Zach Penn uh, before Joss Whedon w- signed on, and he actually was trying to reduce the amount of time Thor had in the movie before the Thor movie came out, because he didn't know that Thor would work on the screen yet, because the movie hasn't hadn't come out. That no, that's now. pretty
1: surprising, since Loki was a very pivotal role in the Avengers movie, and it's weird imagining the same amount of Loki and then less Thor. Mm. It's like you know those are your main two connections of getting Loki connected up with the Avengers. And it's really cool how Thor is even introduced in the script. He doesn't even show up until, what, the second act when he just jumps on top of that um, what do they call those? The The Quinjets? Yeah, the Quinjets. With the lightning and he's just and then that awesome scene when they first met, meet and they're all fighting each other. Oh, that's such a great scene. And the shield hits the hammer and then like it just destroys that forest and all those poor animals probably went deaf if they didn't die. So, yeah. It's hard to imagine less Thor in that movie. It,
0: It really is. So, I mean, the final movie we got That was actually written more by Joss Whedon, so I I don't I don't even know if Loki would have been the main villain in that actually, because I thought they were setting up the Hulk to kind of be the villain. Um, But Uh but I mean, who knows what that would have looked like? I'm glad with the one we the one we got was amazing and fantastic. And even this week, Joss Whedon was was actually opened up about Justice League, and he's like, "They can't all be Avengers, man." And um, we're like, (laughs) "Well, that's that's true." So um, yeah, uh, I think that's really cool that Thor got a more a bigger part and i think you know his movies were kind of they're not the best movies they're they're the first one's serviceable the second one's probably my least favorite uh but ragnarok not i watched it again the other day just knocks it out of the park every time i watch it man I, I love seeing chris Hemsworth uh on screen chumming up as thor you know you watch did you ever watch all the daryl the
1: team thor daryl shorts uh, I've seen most of them I, I like luckily I have a uh, a nice friend out there who gave me a digital copy of Thor Ragnarok and I want to see the uh, Jeff Goldblum version of that too
0: yeah it's good there's like three of them I had to go across Dr. Strange Civil War and um, Ragnarok to find them all but it was really cool when we did even though we don't get one shots that was still pretty cool to get those on the on those yeah the home releases I like that are you excited for Infinity War Mike at all? Oh, Chris, that's a dumb
1: question. <laughs> that is a dumb question. We are in the
0: same month as Infinity War now. Like we don't have to mm-hmm. wait an extra month. We are in the same month. What three weeks up from this coming Saturday? No. Three. Oh, heck yeah. Uh, man, that's mind blowing. I can't even think of it right now. That's awesome. But on top of that, Avengers: Infinity War has secured a China release date. The coveted Eastern, Middle Eastern market, Eastern market, where it's like the second highest box office market in the world. For May 11th, they don't even have to wait the rest of the year. So we're gonna know uh, before Deadpool comes out how much money <laughs> Infinity War is really gonna make.
1: And, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and they're gonna be making all of that money just within those first couple weeks. It's just gonna be a mad rush to see this movie.
0: Yeah, and they definitely got my merchandise money, as I talked about my hat, my pop vinyl. So I mean, <laughs> they're already they're already scoring some cash right now, getting those pre pre numbers done. Uh, I think I don't have any early release numbers yet, but as we get closer, I want to see what those things are tracking for because it's gonna be. I, it's hard to, again, see a sequel making more money than the first one, but we saw Ragnarok do it, and Infinity War is essentially a culmination of everything we've been waiting for for 10 years, so uh-huh. really excited to see where that, what that does. Uh, but the biggest news, I think, this week, to me at least, and it caught me off guard, almost knocked me down, Mike, thank God I was sitting, <laughs> was Captain Marvel officially started production this week, and we got some confirmation on their cast members. And um we got some really surprising cast members in this. Are you ready to you ready to talk about these and what this might mean? Oh yeah, lay it out, Chris. So first off, Clark Gregg is coming back as Agent Colson in Captain Marvel, Mike.
1: Oh, uh, finally. So this got me really excited, and then I got a little bit more measured, and then I got excited again. So what happened was I was like, Yes, Clark Gregg, Agent Colson, finally back in the finally back in the MCU. But then, unfortunately, I realized, oh, this movie takes place in the 90s. So, really, it's not future Clark Gregg. It's past Clark Gregg, which makes a lot more sense. So, really, he's not fully being reintroduced. It's almost like this entire movie is a flashback. Mm -hmm. So, that was kind of unfortunate. But then I realized this kind of almost breaks the seal on Agent Coulson. It's just like he is allowed to go back into the MCU. There's not some sort of weird definitive wall between the TV universe and the movie universe. Uh, Clark Gregg, he's like brining a turkey with salt water. He's a very viscous fluid. He can move in between the membranes very easily on his own accord. So this gives me hope that maybe he'll be showing up in a future Avengers movie because I really want to see Clark Gregg again. I want to see what happens when the original Avengers crew sees them because him dying was the whole reason that they rebate together so i feel like that could be a funny marvel moment of seeing him show back up and be like oh hey we thought you were dead didn't you get your chest blown out or something like that so that'll be fun to see colson back in the mcu uh,
0: yeah I, I definitely agree even if it's a younger one I, I mean hopefully it's not a reduced role but if captain marvel does show back up in um avengers four that does give her a question like where's agent colson i work with him and they're like Hey, what what's going what's going on? Like, where's Coulson? Oh, he he kind of died. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm looking forward to see kind of where they bring that in, and maybe maybe he's a surprise cameo in Avengers Four. We just don't know it yet. So, yeah, that'd be really cool. The other two um, are actually Ronan the Accuser and mm-hmm. Korath the Pursuer. And everyone's like, "Who's Korath?" He was played by uh, is that Jamin Hounshu. He he had the guy at the beginning of the movie he said and then he's like I'm Star Lord and he's like who the guy who says
1: who uh, that's him so yeah he's the who guy but i think uh Ronan the Accuser is probably the bigger get here. This one has me a little uh, mixed because I was just saying at the top of the show that Ronan wasn't exactly the most engaging villain in Guardians of the Galaxy so it would be kind of weird almost to reuse villains. It's hard for me to to imagine Ronan is the number one baddie in a Captain Marvel movie because I don't think we should be wash, rinsing, and reusing villains in the MCU, especially the kind of underperforming ones. So I imagine maybe he's going to be more of a cursory role Just kind of on the side. Maybe we'll just see him show up for a bit. Maybe Captain Marvel is just kind of getting used to her powers and punches Ronan in the face, and then he's down and he runs away out of fear. And maybe that's a way to establish how strong Captain Marvel is right off the bat. That Captain Marvel is stronger than the whole crew of the Guardians because she can just go up and punch Ronan in the face.
0: You know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we don't know what they're what they're going to be in, but I mean, I think the main villains. There's Marvel and there's a female version of Captain Marvel who is like the main villain. So. Definitely not, but this movie does take place in the 90s and covers the kree Scroll War, which, again, uh, Ronan and Korath are both Kree, so seeing their positions in, in, in this war before maybe he was a, uh, I guess, what is he, a fanatical there in Guardians of the Galaxy, like, doing his own thing regardless um, mm-hmm. Maybe seeing him in the ranks of all the other Kree would be interesting, or how the accusers are chosen and given their hammers oh. would be
1: awesome to see. Ooh, that would be kind of cool. Uh,
0: I believe... I mean, you're an Earth Minus Heroes fan. I believe when Ronan came to Earth, the only person who could stop him was Captain Marvel in the Earth Minus Heroes episode as well. So, you know
1: what? You might be right. You might be right. So
0: I would... I mean, just to... Again, just to see her, like, mop the floor with him for, for a couple of minutes would be pretty awesome in my book. Yeah. Um, but I don't think... Again, I don't think it's a reuse and re Since, again... 20 30 years prior i just think it's it's cool that like yeah you know we had a big cree guy and he's big and known to everybody so we can use him again to I guess, again, it's all con- hashtag it's all connected. Yeah.
1: Like, you know, this movie is going to be a really good way to patch the very terrestrial version that we've seen of the MCU with the space. You know, we kind of all assumed that the Guardians coming to Earth was going to be that tied connection. But still, it should be pretty jarring for the Earthbound Avengers to be like, whoa, people just came from space. I know we saw aliens come through a wormhole, but no one had really had a chance to understand what was happening there. We were busy fighting some sentient AI robot that Tony Stark made. The, the aliens have kind of been in the back of the, our head. I guess we don't really know where Thor is from. He's technically not from space. He's just a god. A lot of stuff going on on Earth right now. We can't really think about aliens right now. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be kind of cool in Captain Marvel that we'll kind of be able to backdate the connection. You know, we'll be we, we'll be able to say, oh, humans have been connected to Space aliens for a long time, and going to and from Earth, it's just been some sort of secret program that nobody knew about. So it'll be a little bit easier for the audience to kind of get into it because that's a that's kind of like a weird thing to do, you know. You have very science based superheroes on Earth, and then all of a sudden you got to bring space in. You can't just put them together in a movie and just have the audience be okay with it, you know. You got it's got to make sense. So I think Captain Marvel will be a nice bridge to kind of mesh the mm. two worlds.
0: It also kind of feels into. Uh, Samuel Jackson's quote at the end of Avengers, he's like, "You think you're the only hero?" And like, this is a throwback to when he first worked yeah. with uh, Captain Marvel. So, um, exactly, I'm really excited about this movie. We don't know a lot. Uh, there's some April Fool's things going around saying there's a teaser tomorrow. There, I, there's no confirmation anywhere. <laughs> yeah, we don't know if tomorrow. it's April Fool's. Or Hopefully, it, we're either wrong. way, we
1: couldn't. Yeah, who, who knows? It's not like we could talk about on today's show anyway. Uh, yeah, we'll just have to see. I don't know a whole lot about Captain Marvel, which is nice too. So I'm just going to be jumping into a world that I'm just like I, I don't know what's going to happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I, I definitely I definitely don't know either, um which is cool. So that, that's awesome. So I like to see these guys coming back, and I want to see where Captain Marvel takes us in the '90s. Uh, what could also be ca- chalked up as an April Fool's joke: uh, Hawkeye may get a standalone film written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFreely, who did Captain America movies and Infinity War. Joke or not, Mike, I want to get your thoughts on this. Do you think Hawkeye deserves a standalone movie?
1: (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I really like Jeremy Renner. I like Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye I never got around to seeing his standalone Born Identity movie so it's not like I don't think Jeremy Renner can hold down his own action movie but you know how micro-sized do we make our Marvel movies going forward you know usually the cool thing about the movies is they're really big and loud and all the money comes together to hire all the actors and all the special effects and this just feels like a very grounded movie which could be good but maybe if they approached it with a different angle of maybe like a lower cheaper budget you know you could still have a fun time with it and maybe throw in some maybe random cameos it it just seems weird i it's hard for me to imagine a standalone hawkeye movie when we haven't kind of had our standalone black widow movie which is kind of i think more important to the cinema landscape is for her to get her own movie before hawkeye does so uh yeah i don't know i mean hawkeye's just this weird character. He's almost like a meme now. It's just kind of like, hey, hey, where's Hawkeye? We're having this whole Avengers movie, and he's not showing up. And then like, oh, hey, where's Hawkeye in Civil War? Oh, he just shows up out of nowhere and fights Vision for a little bit. And then, you know, I don't know. Hawkeye's a he's a weird character.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's essentially on the Avengers team. Him and Black Widow are just people uh, with a, a very certain set of skills. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to chalk this up kind of as an April Fool's thing because of all the memes, but with the the news that Black Widow is definitely getting a script written for hers and they're trying to work towards it, I would more like to see Hawkeye in her movie as like the sidekick rather than have his own movie.
1: Yeah, this almost seems a little bit like DC news. It feels like every other week DC's announcing a standalone movie for like a random character. This feels like Warner Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like Warner Brothers getting his hands in on this.
0: But also to pull the writers of Captain America, uh, all three Captain America movies and Infinity War 1 and 2 to do this is like this is something they could do in their sleep on a weekend like I, I don't know it, does, it feels too small for them I would I would much rather have somebody else do it to be honest because uh-huh. again all those other movies huge big spectacle but Black Widow and Hawkeye don't need to be end of the world saving they have their own missions they've been on and, and might need to continue to do so um, uh-huh. I'm going to chuck this up April Fool's on everybody they got us they got us <laughs> but it's fun to dream Spider-Man Homecoming 2, while we don't have a really hardly anything other than a date on this, not even a title, apparently they are trying to cast Matt Damon as the villain role in this sequel movie, and he's passed on that. Would you hmm. want to see, again, Hawkeye's one version of, like, he's in the Bourne movies. Matt Damon would have been another Jason Bourne character in there. Would
1: Who would he even play in the Spider-Man's Rogue Gallery at this point? Yeah I'm, just, yeah, I'm just trying to think of the Sinister Six, like... Maybe Doc Ock, but I just feel like Doc Ock was pulled off so well in Spider-Man 2, which is such a great Spider-Man movie, that maybe you wait a little bit longer to reintroduce Doc Ock. We've already seen the Scorpion, technically. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, Morpheus, he does not strike me as a Morpheus. Not even Craven. So I'm like, who is he? Mysterio? Maybe? Just because you don't really see his face. or
0: or, I mean, even though Spider-Man 3 was about just 10 years ago, he looks like a Sandman. Matt Damon's got yeah, that got that I Flint could, Marco look to him.
1: I, I, I could see that maybe, but I don't know if I need to see Sandman on the screen ever again. I'm not trying to be rude to whoever created Sandman in general, but I think I've seen enough Sandman in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think mean, honestly,
0: Sandman's probably the best part of Spider-Man 3's villains, because we've got Venom and we know where that's going again this year, but... Um. Yeah. I mean, you can maybe maybe make a Mysterio or a Craven, but I mean, I I mean, we don't know what it will be, but hopefully they don't have to to change the villain too much and
1: and get somebody cast in there. But that's cool that we're trying to get him. I would like to yeah. see Matt Damon in a Marvel movie, like maybe a Smythe, maybe. But yeah, I'm just trying to think. Where does he fit in? But it doesn't even matter. It sounds like he passed on it. I think he's probably trying to, I think he has like some sort of charity where he's trying to bring water to the world. So if he just wants more time to give poor people water, that's fine. We probably need somebody doing that rather than being in a Spider-Man movie, you know? Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Maybe, maybe, maybe he is not the shocker, but Electro.
1: Oh God, I think, okay. Electro (laughs) needs to be on the bench for a little while too. (laughs) yeah, Yeah,
0: really most of them who've been in the movie can be benched just fine. I mean, yeah. the vulture was awesome, and we've not seen him yet. So, I, I definitely, mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that. So, um, bring us Mysterio. I want Mysterio. Why won't they yeah, do we it? I want that. Why won't they do it, Mike? Uh, speaking of Clark Gregg, earlier got some probably good news here, Mike. Agents of Shield season six is six is now on the bubble for getting renewed.
1: Ooh, on the bubble. So I'm not caught up with Agents of Shield yet, but I need to jump back into it because Hulu is telling me. The most recent episodes I have are expiring, so I, I don't know if they only hold like three episodes at a time or what the deal is. So I need to jump back in the shield. I saw—I don't know if this is spoilers. Uh, I won't say specifically, but apparently a character is supposed to be getting mechanical arms. So I just everybody on this show gets mechanical limbs, not just Coulson. Uh, so I, if, I don't know. It does it, it like does fit cranking her, things up. It does
0: fit her comic book role, though. Yeah, that's it? what
1: I heard. That's what I heard when I saw the news. I was like, okay. And then I'm just thinking, well, how does this person lose both arms? That's got to be pretty graphic. So, oh yeah, I'm almost kind of looking forward to seeing how, you know, how that. You're, happens. you're in for a ride, Mike. Uh, this show <laughs> has literally, I've never seen a show
0: start off so low and redeem itself so hard uh, later on. I mean, I, to me, this show's only an uphill kind of thing. You know, uh, it must must be what Gotham fans feel like, I guess. Uh, but. <laughs> But, I mean, it, it started off very boring, very bland. And now they've kind of, after the uh, Winter Soldier kickoff, they've been able to kind of do their own thing. And they even gave us Ghost Rider. They've given us time travel. We've got Inhumans in there. Um, you know, whole whole bunch of life model decoys. It's been a hell of a ride, Mike. And, and um, I'm glad to see it's on the bubble. So the news is that Renewal could go either way now because... Uh, while Agents of is on a Friday night, it has bad live numbers. Its DVR numbers are super strong. People are watching this on Hulu on the recordings later, and international markets are starting to watch more Shield. So, uh, this is a huge like market grab for ABC and Marvel together. If they can, if they want to keep going for it, uh, my theory is if if Arrow can get a season six, I don't know why Shield can't. But if they end, I do hope they end on their own terms and not like some half-ass ending
1: where- yeah i think the last we talked about agents of shield is they were kind of writing the finale in a way where it could either where it could be a conclusive end mm-hmm. or they could pick it back up so i wonder if maybe they're revising that a little bit now since they're on the bubble i don't know man this is just the show that that just kept on tr- trucking the, the show that could what's that what's that uh what's that train metaphor of that little train engine that could hill? Yeah, this is the little engine that... (laughs) The little little
0: engine that could. Well, I was kind of worried with the Clark Gregg announcement for Captain Marvel that he wouldn't have time to film anymore. But I guess since it's not renewed, and if he knocks his stuff out before filming starts again, they could definitely do another season. So I was more worried S.H.I.E.L.D. was on the way out at the start of the week. But with all this new information coming in on how
1: good it's doing, I'm really... Really kind of glad to hear that. So um, yeah, Clark, Clark loves that show. I follow him on Twitter. He's always live tweeting it every Friday. I, and also, it's a it's a it's a hour long, twenty three episode drama series. He's making plenty of money being on Agents of Shield. Probably more than he would if he was just in, uh, like a, a secondary role in a movie. So keep it going, Clark Gregg. We love you.
0: That's right. Thank you for being the connecting glue to all the Avengers movies early on. So yes, definitely appreciate that. Another TV show Marvel's still uh, shopping around is The New Warriors. And uh, a old interview has kind of come up and just kind of confirmed that they're looking at a half-hour docu-comedy show about a young group of 20-somethings living in a house pretending to be superheroes. Hmm. Huh. Now, a lot of people have kind of drawn connections to The Office on this one. Um, uh-huh. But I think the cinematographer slash director... Uh, has actually worked on um I believe it might have been a re- no always sunny they has worked on always sunny so um it kind of works for always sunny whether that's not really a docu drama because they don't necessarily do the cutaways or the look at the camera but I really like always sunny so I I mean I, it's, it's hard for me to to know either way but I mean um does this sound like a show you'd watch or is this just we've got too many shows too little time in in the week
1: Mike <laughs> I don't know. I'm excited just because it seems to have this different tone. I think the only, uh, the only superhero uh, television adaption that we've seen that's tried to go kind of full comedy was that DC show. Powerless. I don't even remember what it's called anymore. Yeah, Powerless. Yeah, that didn't really get. That didn't really take off. But I mean, obviously, you know, it's DC. We, we can't trust half the stuff they're putting out now, unfortunately. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Maybe this will work. We, we were excited about, you know, the casting of Squirrel Girl. It's going to be just a really interesting group. So I guess it really depends on where this is going to land. Like, is it going to land on Hulu? Is it going to be on the Disney streaming app? Who knows?
0: Yeah, they're still working on that. And I would probably put it on Hulu simply because um, what's the other show on there? Runaways? It. It, it could use something to, like, lighten the mood in between episodes. Um, the thing's, it's not it's not bad. It's just, like, eh, I don't need teen drama every week. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. uh, I think it would go good on Hulu. But I don't know. I mean, I, I'm interested to see kind of where that goes. Speaking of DC shows before we kick off, apparently Krypton's pilot is really good. And I'm like, I don't believe anybody, but everybody is saying it's really good. Even, like, reviewers I trust. I'm like... <laughs> ah oh, you sons of bitches so that's, <laughs> i was like maybe i'll give it a that pilot a watch to see what's up but um i just i just had to share that everyone says it was a good pilot but maybe i don't know if their expectations were just so low so all
1: right well if, if you want to take that bullet for us and watch that pilot like, let me know <laughs> you, you
0: bought batman v superman ultimate cut so i feel like i can i might be able to waste a little bit of time to watch that <laughs> Uh, what you shared with me this week is actually the Deadpool animated series uh, we last week we reported was scrapped by a mutual parting at the time of Donald Glover, Stephen Glover, and Marvel and uh, marvel TV slash FX. But um, it doesn't sound like it was very amicable um, coming this week, but we got the uh, a finale script online, but it yeah, really wasn't the
1: finale. <laughs> so- this has been a whirlwind week for Deadpool Animated for sure. Um, so you
0: you shared. I think you know sh- uh, my sister-in-law actually shared it with me first, and then I read it. And apparently, like Donald Glover, and then they wrote it jabbing at Marvel after the announcement was like, "We're not we're not working with them anymore."
1: So yeah. So I th- I think the best way to talk about this is almost like go through the timeline. So like you said, we talked about this last week because the news that the animated show is um was kiboshed was on the weekend maybe it was even the sunday we recorded the show i don't quite remember but basically the show was canned and then apparently some sort of rumors were swirling around That um, Donald Glover Just didn't have enough time to work on the show Mm -hmm. So Donald Glover decided To return to Twitter Which is a big deal kind of in the Twitter Universe especially when a celebrity Doesn't use Twitter ever like literally For a while the only tweets on His feed were all about Deadpool and there Was maybe like 30 of them or something like that So he just returned to the internet Just so he could let everybody know That his Deadpool animated show Wasn't cancelled because he didn't have enough time And just to prove it he whipped up He whipped up like a 15-page script uh, just to let everybody know I can drop an episode of Deadpool whenever I want because I'm that talented. But if you actually read the content of the script that he put up on um, on his Twitter page, which he now has removed... Uh, so I don't know if that was uh, legal reasons or maybe he just got it out of his system and then decided to delete it. I'm not too sure but yeah, it's chock full of just very, very timely references like when he published it, there's references to like just drama happening a couple days earlier and like pop culture and it, uh, this plot all revolved around the last white rhino that died like just yeah. a week ago so um, I mean there is a there is a small chance that this could have been a possible script idea just because the broader idea of the episode of Deadpool trying to protect a endangered rhino could have possibly have been a story. You know, this animated series was announced roughly about a year ago. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're actually writing scripts and they could have been like the way it was time they could have been writing maybe the finale right around now. So maybe this was an idea that was pitched. But either way, uh Donald Glover proved his point that like he can write 15 pages of a Deadpool story whenever he wants so that came out and then so Mm -hmm. that was drama for a while I saw blogs doing hot takes on the scripts I saw some people highlighting it and connecting the references he was making to the real world because Deadpool is a very referential character and Donald Glover was cramming references down there and I read the whole thing and I thought it was pretty funny so I I would have liked the direction that this Deadpool show was going and then like a day or two later the animation company uh, that the animation studio I should say that did the test footage for this show Titmouse Uh, put out the footage on its Vimeo channel because I guess everyone was just like well I guess if this project's wrapped up we can go ahead and put the test footage out there. Uh, We have a link in our show notes. It's been removed a couple times so maybe you can still find it if you hit up our show notes as soon as you're listening to this episode but I'm sure you can just like search uh, leaked Deadpool animated footage and it looks pretty fun like it's just Deadpool being being very gruesome Mm. cutting people up uh, doing one liners. I believe it's all scratch audio from the Deadpool movie because it yeah. sound like you said it sounds like Ryan Reynolds, so it probably would end up being a different person. But every, I'm just really disappointed because literally we saw we saw all of the components of Deadpool come together just last week. We saw the animation test, uh, we saw the writing, we saw the creative people behind it, and it's just I just wish it could have came together. I don't know what the issue was. Um, I was kind of more curious to see if 15 pages would have been the episode. You know, would would have this been some sort of weird kind of uh fx programming where they just showed like you know 10 12 minute episodes of deadpool once a week or maybe it would be a double half hour block you know kind of like spongebob where you watch a half hour spongebob and get two episodes you get two episodes of deadpool it's like oh that'd be cool they'd be able to tell so many stories just over one season because you'd have these smaller episodes so it's a shame that we don't get it but you know deadpool footage Is what gave us the Deadpool movie. That you see a parallel,
0: yeah.
1: Everybody loved it, so that's what I'm almost thinking. So maybe somewhere along the line, who put a lot of work into this test footage and who really believed in the show, is just like, let's just leak it. It worked for Deadpool before. Who says it can't work again? I hope it works, but. I just don't think lightning can strike twice with Deadpool. And plus, when you're making an animated cartoon show, you're making it just even more niche. You know, Deadpool was awesome. It hit a broad audience, even at the rated R rating. But I don't think everybody that saw Deadpool in theaters is going to tune into FX for a cartoon show. Because still, people don't make the transition from live action to cartoon. You know, they're just like, oh, that's just for kids. I'm not going to watch that cartoon. Well, I think it would change their mind if they saw it. But, you know, it's a, it's a little bit of a harder sell, but... Oh man, if this came back. See, I'm, I'm
0: of the other opinion, like with the you know, continuation of Archer after what, ten years now and the uh rise and delay of Rick and Morty, a Deadpool show would probably be what everybody would need on their offseason. Like and, and yeah, this maybe. looks like I don't know if you ever saw the spectacular Spider-Man show, but I can see kind of like hints of it in there, and I was like, man, it feels like I've watched this before. And I, I really like, again, it was very, it's not simple animation, but the, it also relies on the jokes. But you also have no limits in animation, right? The budget's the same mm. for a frame here as um, you a know, frame there. You can do as much action as you want. We have what, Deadpool jumping off at the end with like no limbs on him. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's definitely... I mean, I would have watched this in a heartbeat over any of these other shows we've talked about today. Yeah. And so I'm kind of sad we're not getting it. But at, at the same time, it is cool to see what could have been and maybe, you know, maybe we'll get another evolution. I mean they, they like to can Marvel likes to cancel their animated shows like every fifty two episodes, right? And <laughs> and do a new one. So um yeah. if you want to check out that leaked footage, I mean we definitely we definitely recommend it. It looks i what is it bombastic is maybe maybe something I would use a phrase I would use. So, yeah, I'd use that. <laughs> so um yeah and let us know what you guys think. Uh write us in. Tell us tell us what you think. I wanna know. All right, so we're going to get to Mike's least favorite part of the show. I can tell you that right now. But since it's <laughs> April Fool's, I want you to get excited, Mike. We're going to we're gonna turn it around a little bit. Oh, geez. Okay. Gambit movie. Here we are. Uh, the oh, no. filming start date is June 19th in New Orleans. I think I... I'll
1: believe it when I see it, Chris. Yes. So
0: um, I guess I, I, I don't know what the... I mean, it's the same studio that Logan used to film. They're booked at the same place Logan used to film. There is no director announced yet, which means other than probably Channing Tatum, who will not go away from this project, no matter what, they're still going to film this movie on June 19th. Well, this might be, again, one of those Fantastic Four things we saw back in, like, what, 94, where they just filmed it and didn't do anything with it? Or maybe straight <laughs> to Netflix. Netflix will buy it up. I'll, we'll give you 10 oh, bucks wow. to buy it. So um, that would be interesting uh, to, to see. But Gambit is filming... I don't know even who I would want to put in charge of this movie anymore, Mike. All the good directors have gone away. Maybe Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Maybe we can move <laughs> them from there to there. But I don't know. What do you think? I know you're not excited, but...
1: Oh, man. I don't I can't, I can't. don't know if I have any new uh, opinions on Gambit yet because we haven't seen anything. Yeah. We're not even concept art. Like, wh- how am I even... Sp- like, I think we have some sort of, like, a little bit of knowledge of where the script might go, but... Uh, Gambit, what are you doing? Just, I know I don't want Disney to be a mega corporation any more that it is, but just finish this deal already, Disney, so you can just kill off this Gambit movie for good.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't think they're gonna. I think, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna see it, and I think Netflix is where it's gonna live, because they've been <laughs> buying up all the good movies lately. You know what I mean? Well, wink, wink. You know it. <laughs> uh, New Mutants. Um, we recently heard it was pushed back, but uh, Fox has pushed back several movies once again. And uh, I think this is for the good reason here for New Mutants. Uh, It has been really moved to August 2nd, 2019, which Uh. is at the end, potentially the end of the Disney um, Fox deal, when that would go through, Uh probably in this range. But the executives are now allowing Josh Boone to re-add scary horror sequences in the first half of the movie that they originally said were, like, these are too frightening for a superhero movie. Uh, simply because everyone loved the trailer and thought it was a horror movie instead of an X Men movie, and they kind of made him take it all out. So um, <laughs> I think you know the lesson here is a director given his own devices and script will probably make a better movie in the long run. Um, but I mean, would you want to see a, scary, a fully scary movie rather than a superhero movie with a tad of horror to it?
1: Well, since we've seen almost like every iteration and incarnation of the X-Men since they've been around the longest on the screen when it comes to the superhero universe, yeah – Go ahead and make them scary. We haven't seen it yet. Uh, I mean, they might as well just go all out and just try to do something weird and clever. Because if you just kind of like play it safe by the book, I mean, all these executives are doing is just trying to get one last cash grab before Disney buys them and fires them all because they're not going to need them anymore. So just do something weird and crazy. That might sell some tickets, you know?
0: Yeah, I agree. I think I think going going all out and letting the director make the movie once I think we'll end up with a better movie for everyone, and and, and probably make some money. Um, Apparently Antonio Banderas has been added to the cast as a mystery character.
1: Ooh! Um,
0: But and he is replacing John Ham, who was originally going to be Mister Sinister slash Nathaniel
1: Essex in the the movie. Weird. I like Antonio Banderas as Mister Sinister. Wow, that's actually some really good casting. Sorry, I mean I like John Ham, but it's hard for me to imagine him as Mister Sinister. But ooh, I haven't seen Antonio Banderas in a movie in forever i'd like to see him come back
0: yeah i mean i agree i don't know if he will be mr sinister they could definitely change that role um but i mean it it's definitely you know this is intriguing like i i mean John ham has a movie hit in theaters right now i think like his first like lead movie um but I, i can see him totally with the red thing on his head but i mean antonio banderas is him or somebody else that's that's wild so they're they're adding a big name to this movie regardless mike so <laughs> um, I think I think that's cool. So you you down with New Mutants, even though it's a little bit later than we thought.
1: Uh, I'm not I'm not sure yet. I'm withholding. Okay, I'm withholding my opinion for now.
0: All right. Well, something else has been delayed. X Men: Dark Phoenix. We no longer. We November is clear, Mike. We are clear in November. It is now open because it's been pushed back to Valentine's Day of next year.
1: Wow. How am I not surprised? You know, I I felt like this movie was supposed to be coming out. You know, like, you know, summer was coming along. You're we talking about the summer movie season uh, the other week on the show. You know, Dark Phoenix didn't crop up at all. And since I'm not excited for the movie, I haven't really been thinking about it. But I was like, when is this movie supposed to drop? I thought this movie was this year. And I was like, have we seen a trailer yet? No, we haven't. Where is this movie? And then it's like, oh, it's, it's nuzzled down there in November. <laughs> now it's getting pushed to February, which originally would be a bad sign. If a big blockbuster movie got pushed from the holidays into February back in the day, that would be like a, a sign of no confidence. But February has been totally reshapen now to a, mm. a, basically a block off, a, a blockbuster Hollywood month. So maybe it'll work well there. I don't know.
0: I mean, I don't know if Dark Phoenix will work well no matter what we do to it, Mike. That's, that's really <laughs> my concern here. Uh, the... These re- they're adding some reshoots to this movie too because apparently the third act sucked. And if you watch, I, b- I believe um, was it David Goyer who's directing this one? Maybe is that right? Oh, I have or no Kim? No, it's but... Kinberg, Simon Kinberg. His third act's kind of suck. I think he wrote um, the last X Men movie as well, uh, Apocalypse. So if they're redoing the final act and adding like ten million dollars, less than ten million dollars to that final act, I'm okay with that. Like, do do if it doesn't work now, fix it now. So we're not waiting to the last minute to do it. And um, this kind of parallels Justice League. Right now, Justice League was starting the reshoots and still shooting for what a November release. So by at least delaying it, they're not pulling the same Justice League tactic on us, right? That's a <laughs> that's a plus. Oh, uh, know, but <laughs> because of this Disney Marvel Disney Marvel Fox merger going on, um, they may also be changing a character. I don't know if this is true. They've changed it or not. But we are getting re- reveals that Jessica Chastain is not playing the Scroll Queen. Or um the Lalandra the um Shiar Queen, but maybe playing the character called Miss Sinister, who is the perfect genetic clone of Nathaniel estex Mr. Sinister, whose powers all, do include shape shifting and kind of interacting with Xavier and the the Phoenix as well. So What? Yeah, she's actually a character <laughs> in the comic books. And if they are not wanting to if 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 Disney's like, "Look, we're buying you, but we want your movie to not use the scrolls because that you know we're using those in Captain Marvel, just go ahead and move them out a little bit because I think Captain Marvel's what March of next year and this would be February, so trying to do two scroll movies
1: back to back would just be a- awful It would just be awful so maybe and shape shifting as in like sh- sh- shifting into other people, right? Yes, yeah i mean don't we have that with uh, mystique enough already like do we need two shapeshifters on the screen
0: um i my i worry how much jennifer lawrence is even in this movie uh, <laughs> like, she she obviously doesn't want in and they had to probably give her a heck of a paycheck to just bring her back for you know a scene or two so uh maybe i don't know i mean what other you have another mutant power we could throw in there Anything good? Um the power to
1: I don't Look, know. They built this cot pockets at the perfect
0: temperature. That is impossible. No no one will ever have that power. Um I mean, they've already built this plug in to Shapeshift people, Mike, for their for their editing software. So why would they why would they give anyone else a different power?
1: Yeah, we gotta keep using this, man.
0: We we've invested a lot of money on buying this offline for like thirty dollars. We need to keep using this plug in, so <laughs> Um, Dark Phoenix to push back. We'll be updating our, our release dates uh, to, to coordinate, but I don't think we're going to be hearing uh, good news or at least some solid news out of Fox for another six months now. So, um, yeah, I guess we can maybe push this back for a little bit, Mike. Hopefully yeah. get them off our, our you, news for a little bit. You, kn-
1: you know what? Great superhero movies hardly ever get postponed and end up usually being great the marvel mcu movies most of the time they'll come out earlier than Mm expecting and they'll be good so i don't think it's ever a good sign for a movie to get delayed or pushed i would think maybe video games that's good news because that's just more development technical time you can put into making sure it's polished but with a movie i feel like you have it or you don't you know, if, if with the story, you know, in the script. And if it's just not coming together, maybe just the right group of creatives just didn't coalesce and you're just trying to not maybe polish a turd is maybe too harsh, but, you know, you're just trying to make it as good as possible and no matter how much you scrub, it's just it's not going to get clean.
0: Well, I mean, in that note, though, do you like Star Wars Rogue One?
1: Uh, I'm, I'm still mixed on it. Okay,
0: man. a lot of people love Rogue One and Rogue One had... I would say almost justice love league level events of rewrites and reshoots on that thing so i can see both sides of this but if they're gonna delay it i again I, if they're gonna do reshoots and retool things i would much rather them delay it than again push it out and then again like we have a justice league with a non-shaven mustache henry cavill uh, cg died all over the place kind of thing so i see both sides of it but i'm 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 at least glad like if they're gonna do something Push it back and give them some time to to edit it and, and work through that. So, good good on them. Good on them. We'll we'll, we'll keep you posted. <laughs> uh, do you like Wonder Woman, then, if we're going to talk DC? you like Wonder Woman? Yeah, w-
1: why not? She, uh, the first movie streaming on HBO, so if you ain't got the money, just go watch it for free.
0: Or will you have to pay for HBO.
1: Well, if you already have HBO. Well, I
0: guess it's cheaper to add on HBO than it is to probably buy the movie, so I agree. And Westworld is this month on HBO, so you can get two things in there. Uh, The actor Pedro Pascal, known for Game of Thrones or the Whip Guy in Kingsman the Golden Circle, (laughs) has been cast as a slippery conman known as Rex in the script. We don't know. There are probably a dozen people named Rex in the DC Universe. Once you do a Google search for Wonder Woman and Rex there is no indication of who he's going to be in that. um
1: <laughs> well but, i saw a rumor out there that people are thinking maybe he could be vandal savage
0: right there's definitely i mean he definitely has the look there now my <laughs> only concern with the vandal savage thing is do you think they're going to use him since they relied on him like for most of the um arrow versus uh, legends of tomorrow shows or or not
1: oh huh. Oh yeah, I think he could easily uh, get thrown into there. I mean, I've basically stopped watching Arrow, so I've kind of even forgot that Vandal Savage was even incorporated into the Arrowverse. You know, if you're just kind of stuck to watching like one show, like I am, The Flash, you know, he his existence doesn't really matter. Uh, but man, Pedro Pascal was the only thing that I really, really loved about the Golden Circle. You know, he just is very captivating on the screen. So I would love for him to be kind of like a character like that, and it would make sense for him to just have like a random name because i mean vandal savage is a guy that's been around for like basically forever you know he doesn't die he's immortal so i'm sure he would take on different names throughout the past and because uh, you know once you know his name you know his identity it's kind of like rumpled still i guess so uh maybe he'll be introduced as rex and just like well that's not actually my name wonder woman my name's vandal savage and the whole audience goes oh my god it's vandal savage now, now so,
0: since we know vandal savage is quote unquote kind of an immortal character would um would it make sense for him to her have interactions in the past and the present with him
1: yeah i mean he would be kind of the best thread maybe to fix and restitch the dceu i mean since he is never aging and he could easily just pop up in any movie at any time you know he could be the grand puppet master who's been uh trying to coalesce all of these heroes together maybe for one grand scheme you know uh lex tried to do something like that in batman vs superman just that just ended up just being really dumb and it was a really weird convoluted plan but when you're a guy that's been around for centuries there's no such thing as convolution because you got plenty of time to deal with everything so he would be kind of a cool guy to build up all of this stuff and maybe justice league 2 can get rebooted and maybe they go after vandal savage so that would be kind of cool. Yeah. I mean,
0: I, I see. I mean, I I agree with you. I would rather have him than some random like, dude named Rex with superpowers. So
1: like if you and if you had to bring the mother boxes back into the the fold some way, maybe he is the one. That told the humans to bury it really shallow because we might need it again, and maybe he's the one that unburied it, and he, he knew one day it would bring these people from far reaches of the galaxy to Earth or something like that. I could see him maybe being a puppet master. I, that would be my pitch to Warner Brothers: use this, use Pedro Pascal to try to fix your universe.
0: Yeah, I mean, I it's plausible. I buy it. I'm not. I'm not. Again, I'm not offended by using Vandal Savage to, again, show different eras of the. DC Universe, kind of like different parts of it. So I'm on board. You got me, Mike. You sold me. Congratulations. Hey, hey, hey! We're excited. Have you bought your tickets for Han Solo yet? (laughs) I didn't even know they're on sale. They're not on sale. I'm I'm just, I was just, I was just checking to making sure you're paying attention, Mike. I'm just (laughs) doing it. Uh, Apparently, per Ron Howard, the edit is locked, the score is done, and the release is definitely on May 25th. No delays. Nothing short of a natural disaster would push this movie back anymore Mike. So. Um, But he also did confirm a second trailer is incoming, I'm guessing probably this week, a month before the other one to start ticket sales, Uh, is what Uh, I'm thinking.
1: Yeah, I I could see that. And then they'll probably run it in the theaters, and it will definitely be added to the beginning of uh, Infinity War for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, my assumption is it'll be the week before Infinity War, so people can buy their solo tickets one week and then their last minute Infinity War tickets the next week. Um, so I'm I'm thinking we're gonna get it like two, three weeks to so announce ticket sales. So
1: um uh, that's cool. Are you gonna go opening night, you think? Hey, I, I think I think I'm gonna have to. I think we have to talk about every Star Wars movie on this show, so Maybe I don't know. Maybe not opening night. Maybe over the weekend. I'm not too sure. I'm toying around with the idea of maybe getting a movie pass, but I don't think movie pass would let me see this movie on opening weekend anyway. I'd probably have to wait a week or two for that, wouldn't
0: I? No, you can see you can see any movie that's that
1: day. You just can't pre order tickets. Oh uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. It'd probably have to be like maybe like a Sunday morning. I don't. I, I have a feeling a lot of that stuff will get sold out very quickly since it's it's a big movie. I mean, it's Han Solo. I mean, it's, there's it's Star people Wars. out there. There's people out there that aren't as into the weeds as we are that kind of know the the drama and the the turmoil around it. So we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, that is like that's that's like my my mantra on this show. We'll just have to wait and see.
0: I feel like I'm gonna have to like, but I'm more excited for this one than I am Rogue One myself. So at least you know I've got that going for me. So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll play it by ear. We'll let you know when tickets go on sale. And lastly, Jurassic World Three. Uh, Colin Chavarro, the director of the first one, has been confirmed. To return and direct the third movie in the Jurassic World trilogy, and it's actually releasing on the 28th anniversary of the
1: original film. So hey, let's do it. I'm I'm just kind of I've written off the uh, previous Jurassic World movies as just kind of this. Not other universe, but they're just, a, they're the dinosaur movies in their own time. Steven Spielberg made a good one. Uh, the second one I liked because I was a kid and I have a soft spot in my heart. Third one, not so much. I know people have issues with the first Jurassic World movie, but you know, I had a fun time with it. It was, it was a good popcorn movie mm-hmm. uh, based off of, you know, just a, a franchise that we grew up with. You know, I, I'm just trying not to invest too much. I'm too invested in so many franchises as it is, uh, especially with doing this podcast. That I just got to have one that I can just like don't have to pay too much attention to, and it's not going to be the fast and F- Fast and Furious franchise. I don't care about that one. So Jurassic World, that's just going to be the franchise that I just I just go and see no matter what. You know, see dinosaurs eat each other, or whatever.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not very. The second one doesn't have me um, clamoring to to get my tickets yet, but. Colin Trevorrow coming back for the last one. I think that's a good move. I mean, that's what Star Wars just did, right? For bringing J. D. Uh-huh. Abrams back. So um, I'm I'm kind of excited what he can he can do. So well, I don't know. We'll-
1: I want to I want to see a competitive dinosaur franchise out there. I want someone to make a Dino Crisis movie. That would be so cool. Make a rated R Dino Crisis franchise. Have the movies come out either in October for Halloween. or... Or, like, February, where all the rated R movies are going now anyway, and it's just people trapped inside of, like, a prison or a research lab with, like, dinosaurs coming to eat them, and then they gotta, like, kill them with, like, shotguns and stuff. That's what I want to see. I need a competitive dinosaur franchise, so get on it. I don't know who makes Dino Crisis. I don't know if it's Capcom or what the deal is, but they need to partner with a studio pronto.
0: No, see, you're wrong. It's got to be the TV show, a live-action version of Cadillacs and Dinosaurs.
1: <laughs> what the an- on earth is that? <laughs> it's an
0: animated show from the '90s where um, it, it's essentially it's like a one one-season show where these uh, people like they race cars in Dino times. So like they have like these <laughs> Cadillacs they race around in, in dinosaur. Oh times. Oh my
1: gosh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, so <laughs> I,
0: I remember the video game more than I remember the the actual tv show but i mean it was i I mean i i don't know i just know the name cadillacs and dinosaurs just rolls off the tongue so well too
1: oh my gosh that is a that is definitely a script out there that would get read if that was on a table of an executive and he just has to all of these scripts that he has to pick from if you see the title cadillacs and dinosaurs you're gonna read that so uh, oh apparently it was i
0: just did a quick google
1: search apparently it started as a comic book in the 80s God. Oh, there you go. You so you can already pitch it to your boss. This was a comic book back in the eighties. People love shit from the eighties, and people love comic book movies. This has got dinosaurs in it. Jurassic World's making a ton of movies, and who doesn't like a nice Cadillac?
0: Yeah, exactly. The, you got the cars coming in. The car companies coming in to help produce this movie. They want that EP credit. They want the money. But apparently, it was uh, a comic book. It's been a role-playing game, an arcade game, and a TV show. <laughs>
1: So, oh my gosh, I can't wait for the inevitable crossover with the uh, Chef Boyardee Cinematic Universe too. When the Cadillac goes to the grocery store to buy the ravioli, Woo!
0: oh man, this man. this has come Just, full circle. This whole show has come full circle, tying tie it all back to right. to ravioli and food, which it is about six thirty in the afternoon here. I need to get some dinner, Mike. So, what do you say? We wrap this up with Jurassic World three, call it a day, come back next week.
1: Yeah, let's do Fine.
0: it. Fine. Uh, since you're not going to Comic Con this weekend, maybe where can people find some of what you're doing at?
1: Well, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my webcomics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to follow you, you're going to be at the biggest comic book convention in the Midwest in Chicago, C2E2. If they want to follow you, where can they get that update at?
0: Go to Twitter and search Valdan, V A L D A N. I will also be there representing my dudes with Comic UI. Uh, we're going to be trying to get some interviews with some big-name comic creators and and just doing other stuff this year. I'm tired of buying things, Mike. I'm ready to start doing the interviews and the news reports. <laughs> yes, so.
1: you can only buy so much stuff. I man. am
0: running out of room, to be honest. So, <laughs>
1: um,
0: I'm going to be doing that. You can head over to UI. You can also go to YouTube and search the DNN and see what I'm... We've got some uh, new statues opening up there coming up. Uh, if people want to know more about Superhero Slate and... Uh, some of this other stuff we're doing. Where can people find us at, Mike?
1: Well, as always, please visit com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our awesome show notes. So if you want to hopefully still catch that leak of the Deadpool uh, leaked test footage for the animated show. You can get that in our show notes. So uh, You can also find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher. You can get us right in your email inbox every week if you like, and you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and Instagram. I actually snagged some high-definition screenshots of the Deadpool leaked footage and threw that up on our Instagram account uh, You know, before that disappeared off the internet, so luckily I got some of those there. And if you want to get some merch, you can get that at superhero slate.com slash store. Uh, if you want to be a fan of the show please consider leaving us a review or if you are a fan of the show I guess you don't have to become a fan of the show Uh, but please consider leaving us a review wherever you listen we love the likes we love the subscribes the retweets all of that Mm -hmm. stuff it gets us up in the morning it gets us in front of the mic on Sundays and we love doing this show and if you want to be a super fan of the show uh, all you have to do is share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy and we will be here every week and I believe our next um, uh, review Movie review is going to be Infinity War.
0: Oh my gosh, I can't wait, Mike. I'm gonna wear my <laughs> I'm gonna wear my Infinity War hat almost every day.
1: I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the Midwestern Kevin Feige. Watch me. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'd love it. And I know we didn't talk about Ready Player One. I just we the between the two of us, I don't think we were we were jazzed enough to get to the theaters. But I, I kind of still want to see mm-hmm. it. Maybe I just wasn't driven to opening weekend. So I think maybe if we get around to seeing it, maybe we won't do a standalone review but maybe we'll just kind of tack it on to the end of an upcoming episode
0: yeah i mean i i definitely want to see it my wife was out of town she wants to see it so we we had literally no way to do it this weekend with our schedules and with c2e2 so uh i mean it might be a couple weeks but i'd I'd love to mike so if anyone else has any interest in us doing that let us know and uh you know write us your reviews but add spoilers on it don't ruin it for us if you write it to us so uh yeah let's 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 think about that so uh, but until then, I'm going to be, uh, like I said, at the convention next week, Mike, I might take over our Facebook and Instagram with some live videos. Is that okay?
1: Do, do what you got to do, I'm going to
0: do it. If you guys want, like it, comment, follow on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and you'll see what's going on. So yep. I guess we'll see everybody next week.
1: All right. Adios. Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe. Maybe if I hold out, there'll be like a nice bundle with that new Spider-Man game that comes out later this year.